0: And last night, something happened that made me think about why it's so weird for me. Motherfucker, we were signifying, and mother said, well, what about that burnt neck? And I never thought about, because nobody ever said nothing. Because I thought I was the only one that noticed I was burnt up. Cause motherfuckers just look like that. That's a strange tattoo. <laughs> but this motherfucker said it burnt up, motherfucker, and hair growing on it. Was it? I mean, you know, real signifying. I don't know. Like, there's so many like white people here. White people never came to see me till I burnt up.
1: I'm a bit of a sport, I am one day, oh dear, oh Lord. I went to MCD's and I enjoyed myself, I'm sure. I had a go at the coconuts and locked the beauty down. I was brimming all over with joy upon me journey back to town. I was holding me coconut when a lady winked at me. Hey everybody, I...
2: welcome to Comedy on Vinyl, episode 8. This is going to be the worst sounding recording so far, because we have the air conditioning running because it's about 120 degrees outside. Um, with th- this week, we're doing comedy. Uh, yeah, we're doing comedy. We're doing Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. With me is Jeremy Guskin. Hi. And Mike preister Hello, everybody. So, uh, Mike, you'll obviously remember from our thus far most popular episode, which was the last Richard Pryor album. Is it something I said? And yeah, you guys go ahead and talk. I'm gonna sit
3: back and drink some water.
2: Uh, no, but uh, yeah. When when did you guys first hear this one?
3: Why is it important to you? I definitely saw it when it was released uh, as a movie. Went out to see it. And Pryor was at the top of his game at that time. Um, He had the cocaine incident, which he refers to uh, through the recording. Plenty. And uh, it was still a point where you would go out and see a comedy movie, uh, you know, a a performance movie when they came out. You know, Uh, I think we talked about it before. I don't know. Besides, like somebody putting one out on Comedy Central or any of the maybe HBO, but like to put it out into theaters, you know, at the you know local movie Cineplex doesn't right. seem to happen anymore, and well, it's probably I, proliferation. I think Seinfeld was the last one to do it a
4: couple of years ago, right? That's true uh, Didn't he Was have his a live his show? Comedian I, I yeah. Had definitely parts of his live show I didn't get to see the whole I didn't get to see the Oh right thing, actually right. Yeah but Yeah, it was, yeah it was I mean it was more strict back.
2: documentary But he did have a whole lot of his right. stuff
4: Right So again it's no It's not like an Eddie Murphy Raw
2: even That had right. some
4: You know Cutaway parts
2: That would almost be smart If Eddie Murphy does come back to stand up He should do it like that I think, personally. Rather than
3: doing, like, an HBO Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I think he could still draw people. Yeah. Except for, I guess, they're still used to seeing him doing little kid movies. So maybe not. I don't
3: know. Yeah, the question is, would he do, you know, would he go back to being Eddie Murphy Raw? You know, can he go back? I don't think so. Well, I mean, he could.
4: I think he could, man. Because, I mean, like, it was one of the things that I loved about Sunset Strip is that, you know, like, it starts off so awkwardly with him, like, asking for matches from the audience, which he, which he's gonna refer to, like, 40 minutes down the line, right? Yeah. And he gets into the whole, like, masturbating and it's and it's not and you know it's, it's it's like really assaultive and sort of like uncomfortable right off the yeah. bat and it's great because then he comes back around and yeah. then, you know he's mentioned even at the end you know like being burned and doing the match walking running down the street yeah. Yeah. you know i mean like he does all of the bits and i mean i would love love to see Eddie Murphy in like comedian or delirious style, talking about, all right, now I'm gonna talk about that girl
3: that I picked up. All right, you know what I mean? Because like yeah. he right.
4: could come, he could if he came right at it.
3: Sure, he could do it. You know what I mean? Right, that would be the way for him to go. You know because, you know we so many people now know him the present day as daddy daycare or any of those because that's what he is. C- clumps and um, <laughs> I don't know if, if <laughs> Hercules, But Hercules. But is thats is that two or three years ago now that I'm thinking about it? I mean can he still, I, I don't know if, the, if that's still you know where he has to go anyway and who yeah. knows what's going on in his life whether you know his handlers would even you know sometimes right. they get stuck with handlers who won't let you refer to those things they say don't you know, we yeah. we don't want yeah. that to ever come up. If there's interviews, they probably warn journalists.
4: But, you know, I mean, like, he I, and just to say, I mean, it's, again, this is sort of my hope, because yeah. probably the reality is is that it would be rather, rather, rather difficult. But, yeah. you know, like, if, for him to go off and do even a movie like, um, oh, uh, um, what was the one with uh, Steve Martin? Uh, uh, bowl. uh, uh Bullfingal. Oh, uh, I can't believe yes, and you Bullworth? just no, not Bullworth. Bull, no, it's not Bullworth. No, um, That's the um, Bullfinger. 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 Thank yeah. you. Um, but you know, like they take some stabs at you know Hollywood and Scientology yeah. and all a whole bunch of other things. Right. So you know, I mean, right. I, I think he's still got that sort of modern. Uh, well, he's
3: always going to be Eddie Murphy. Which who was the Eddie Murphy who came out? You know. Oh, on Saturday Night Live. And, sure. You know. And yeah, did Gumby and. But he wasn't Richard Pryor, was he? <laughs> right. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, the thing is, like, just because the rumors are all that they're gonna make—if they do Beverly Hills Cop Four, they're gonna yeah. make it PG thirteen, which is like, what the fuck is the point? If you're gonna yeah. get it, if you're gonna do it, you should make him a badass again and kind of reinvent him. But,
4: well, I mean, you know, yeah. everything
2: after two. I mean, it's talk sure. about that, it's ridiculous. Is sure. Raw on vinyl? Uh, I, it's a good question.
3: That's I would a good imagine. Thing to it find is. out, because that'd be it. fun to kind of go over. Because yeah. there were catchphrases from that album that I think we still do. You yeah. Know, so. Well, I mean, That'd I know all one. of Delirious and Comedian, yeah. Yeah. like the yeah.
4: back of my hand yeah. still. I mean, Alright, we're not doing this album no, anymore. No, sorry. No, um, um, but uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, but this is, I mean, I, I love this one because, you know, Pryor was, you know, the stuff he did before this, you know, what, he, what he, and, and again, like, this was my first exposure to him, and, you know, my parents were being very, very open-minded at this point by letting <laughs> right. me even watch this stuff. But, you know, they watched it with me and explained to me, and like, you know what, I mean, it's funny, but he doesn't need to use the F so much. Right. You know, like, things like that. Right. Like, and, you know, and he had immaculate timing. I think, you know, the stuff before this, when he was doing those character things, I mean, it was almost like performance art. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I just, he was, I love Richard Pryor because he's, he's just, he's he was always just a little bit farther ahead of the curve as what was going to be permissible as far as stand-up comedy was right. concerned. Right. Right. That's and I think this album
3: is a perfect example. We talked about, you know, when we were doing, uh, was it something I said that, you know, he pushed those envelopes so so much and, yeah. you know, went beyond. He was uh, Lenny Bruce funny, you know. I mean, yeah, uh, that that's isn't
4: that horrible a, to yeah, say yeah, because you know you yeah. like you want to say Lenny Bruce was funny, but yeah. you listen to it and you go, I don't know.
3: <laughs> I'm guessing there are guys who are older than us who, well, you know. A vow to Eddie to Lenny Bruce's comedy instincts too, because we just know him as the guy who you know read court transcripts exactly and things like that. And you know, unfortunately, you know, we get that later image of him because you know, then we get somebody you know who, in my life, you know, came started when when I was in high school. You know, my exposure and you know, just this was just the most hilarious man I'd ever heard. You know, and just never heard anything like him, and it was all you know the watered down. Tonight Show comedians, which, you know, he was one of, but sure. once he got to see them, you know, raw, if you want to call it that, yeah. and, and in their element, just amazing. Now,
0: here's yeah. how I really burn up. Now, everybody know, my friends really know how it happened, okay? Usually, before I go to bed, I have a little milk and cookies. <laughs> now, I do, and one night, I had that low-fat milk, and that pasteurized shit. And I dipped my cook in and the shit blew up. And it scared the shit out of me. Not the blowing up, but it caught on fire. And you know what? It is weird to catch on fire. I don't know if anybody else in here, you ever been just burned up? It is weird because you go... Hey, I'm not in the fireplace. I am fucking burning up
2: was your, Jeremy, we have talked about several times about being two white guys from rural areas uh being exposed to, like, our first black comedy. Like, for you, though, you're from New York City.
4: Yeah, well, and, and I mean, you know, again, like, I, I was incredibly blessed in the sense that you know, like, my dad was an actor as I was growing up, and my mother was, you know, worked for Merck griffin Enterprises, so, I mean, like, we had, had a lot of exposure to it even though it wasn't, like, direct, and we weren't seeing the top of the top, but, you know, like, my parents were and are very progressive people, which is sure. awesome, so, I mean, like, again, you know, like I don't know a lot of ten, nine, eight-year-olds uh-huh. were able to watch things like this and get, you know, have their dad give them a George Carlin album, yeah. and right? Say, you know, like this is really funny, you know, and yeah. knowing
3: he's he's telling the truth, sure. you know, after watching it. That's an interesting perspective too. I mean, your parents were artists, and, you know, but, well, and so I, yeah. they it, I'm sure, sure, you know where they were coming from and that it was funny and all. You know, my parents were both farmers as kids, so, you know, <laughs> a little harder to get them to turn and take that corner. Take that right, you yeah. know,
4: exactly. You know, like I was explaining on the, the, the last one I got to do is that my dad was the one who introduced me to the Firesign Theater. And, you know, like, most parents aren't going to give that to somebody who's not even 13 yet, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, would even know to give yeah. that to them. Sure. So, but it was the same thing, again, great. you know, like the same thing with this. You know, I was sitting down and watching it, and again, as a kid, I didn't get a lot of it. Yeah, you know, right, like right. I mean uh, some of it was just I didn't know what the Sunset Strip was. Sure, sure. Maybe. I mean f- to me it sounded literally like <laughs> like like Vegas. Yeah. I yeah. didn't understand it was part of Hollywood there right. was this whole, you know, I didn't get that. So mm-hmm. I mean like things like that were more foreign to me sure. than what he was actually talking about. You know, like when he was, uh, you know, I I love it when he talks about uh, working with Gene Wilder, uh-huh. and you know, and like and doing what was it, uh, uh, Every Which Way But Loose or whatever it is when they're in the jail. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's just <laughs> you know, and he you know doing his bad impression of Gene, mm-hmm. doing his impression of himself, and it's just it's you know, like that was great because I knew those movies, uh-huh. you know, before. Like, sure. And again, I think it's really interesting to talk about Richard Pryor, like or again when we're talking about Eddie Murphy, even or talking about Steve Martin or any of these people that we mentioned. It's really interesting that most people now think of them as they're movie stars. Yep. Yeah. You know, Steve yeah. Martin isn't a stand-up comedian. Right. You right. Know, that would be the third or fourth thing people would yeah. think. of. He's a banjo player. Right. Yeah. You know, and and he does. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and an I really... mean, like to go from Ramblin' to you know, like yeah, yeah, the right. you know the the album he just you know released. You know, it's not that big
3: a jump. It's great. You know. Did Prior do any movies with Steve Martin? I... Um, I think of any uh, specifically. That's a good question. That if it was, was it was something that was big cast. Right. Mm-hmm. stuff. Never, Not that I can remember at all. It seems like for some reason that would have been a good pairing, it too. It probably would have form, been a good pairing. You know?
2: <laughs> but he ended up, you know. Him and Gene Wilder made enough money together. Yeah. Yes. He didn't need to move yeah. around. To yeah, yeah he had his partner. Well, yes. we talked about that last time too. He kind of got screwed out of. Well, he screwed himself out of a, a movie career. It, it felt like. I mean, maybe, maybe our perspective is also different on that too. What do you think? I mean, the reason, Richard yeah, Pryor. Yeah, I mean, he had a career, but he was never a star. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think that's
4: anything that he did directly himself. I think. Sure. That's just unfortunately the way Hollywood works sometimes. Right. And it's like, oh look, we've got this guy who does this thing really well. Let's have mm-hmm. him do it for a while, and then when he tries yeah. to switch oars... We're going to fight him on it or not right. give him the support that right. he did when we did the first thing. Right. So when he tries to reinvent himself as a family-friendly star and moving or whatever, you know, like one of those last riot. things that he did yeah. was, you know, it's going to come across as he looks a little old yeah. and a little tired and yep. it's a little awkward. And to be honest with you, that's what it kind of was. Yeah. You know, it's not
3: yeah. Silver Streak, Of course. You yeah. know? Was um, it bust on this? What was the... What was the prison one? with?
2: Oh, oh, um, stir-crazy. Stir-crazy, stir-crazy, yeah.
4: Isn't that the one with
3: their their chickens <laughs> on, the,
4: <laughs>
2: yes. on the poster? Uh-huh, yes. chicken suits without the heads. Directed yes. so by Sidney, Yes, I think it was yes, the bit, bit in the
3: movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, do, were... do you guys have a favorite bit from this album?
4: Um... To be honest with you, I mean, my favorite things in it are when the audience reacts to him telling the stories about him burning and blowing up. I mean, it's... Like, his material is great. I mean, all the way through, it's great. I love his bits about Africa, oh, you um, know, I mean, yeah. like, just the, like, I didn't find one goddamn prior, and no African phone book, you know, I mean, like, that is just funny shit, and I mean, not even that, you can go through this album and literally just drop the needle anywhere you want, uh-huh. and any phrase out of his mouth mm-hmm. is... Like a catchphrase. Yeah. It's like when he's talking about being, you know, just like being gay. You know, yeah. it's like and like an asshole looks like an asshole. You <laughs> know, I mean, it's just like I mean, it's just like you could put that on a T-shirt now and walk yep. around with it and be like, all right, that's <laughs>
3: awesome, man. Where'd you get that? For me, and I remember being at the theater and seeing the audience doubling over throughout most of the the uh, show, and it's it's when he's talking about, you know, his the the accident. Yeah. Yeah. And and remember just. Myself being shocked, go wow, and you know, I mean, you wanted him to do it ahead of time, but you think, oh, there's no way he's, you know, it's not going to happen. So just that amazement of going, holy crap, he's going there, and uh, he had, you know, a hilarious take on it, and to think that he turned that into comedy gold too, you go wow, you You know, know, how many people can do that? And that's just it, you know. I mean, like, and, and
4: again, you know, people think. I think nowadays there's like a popular conception about. Um, You know, it's like, oh, you have a miserable life? That's comedy. It's like, well, it's not, really. Do you understand what I mean? It's like, if if that were the case, like, every Holocaust survivor, would there would be like a Kings of Holocaust tour, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, they're hysterical. (laughs) You know, unfortunately, that's just not the way it works. Um, I did just say the Kings of Holocaust (laughs) comedy tour, (laughs) didn't I? Um, but yep. you know, but he's right. yeah exactly. But I mean, but that, and I, I think that's the thing that I love about this album is mm-hmm. that he comes right at it. Yeah. He comes right at it, and he's probably making the jokes that he made to himself to get yeah. him through the damn thing in the first place. Sure. And it sure. just so happens that he's enough of a poet and and is literate and intelligent enough. You know, and and I hate to dig at anybody else, you know, modern-wise, but it's easy for me to do it. But you know, like you see, somebody like Titus, yeah, and it's it's just he likes to talk about misery, and there's right. no bit. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm waiting for the thing, and there's no thing. Right, right, so. right. Well, I mean, you job. can
2: hear it, too, on this. Like, especially when you're talking about the mafia thing. Like, you can hear how he dealt with it when he was a kid. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah. he's working through these old stories. He must and, be And, doing and
4: exactly. And it's not just, you know, working through it. It's also really well-crafted. Sure. He yeah. uses great turns of phrase. Yeah, you know, it's, done, it's yeah. not just... You know, and it's one of the reasons why I think my father allowed me to listen to this. Yeah. Is he knew it wasn't just some comedian coming up and swearing every other word. And there are plenty right. of them then and there are plenty of them now. Yep. You know, it's like, my father was never a big Dice fan. Let me put it that way. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know what, <laughs> I what I mean? Rock. Didn't get it. One of those yeah. things. And I mean, like, even though I still think some of the stuff he did was great, mm. you know, I get it. It's, yeah. You know, a lot of it is just based on the attitude and everything else. Yeah. I really do gravitate, I think more, to the material. Sure. You know, and it's like, somebody else could do some of his bits and mm. I could get a good laugh out yeah. of it. Whereas I don't know anybody else who could do, like, Dane Cook bit and get the same results.
3: Unless you're parading.
4: Right, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, unless, yeah, literally that. Penitentiary.
0: To do a film with Gene Wilder, right? We do a film called Stir Crazy. And it was really strange because it's 80% black people in there. And you said, well, why is that strange? Because there are no black people in Arizona. I mean, they bust motherfuckers in. <laughs> and I was there, and I've always heard the black man been fucked over, you know, the revolution, whitey, us. we got a good heart, we're nice people, just get a bad break. And I was there six weeks, and I talked to some of the brothers there, like, God,
1: we got penitentiaries? <laughs>
0: I said to him, I said, why'd you kill everybody in the house? It was home. I met a motherfucker named Jabo. He has a sentence. Hear the sentence: triple life. How do you do triple life? That means if he die and come back, he gotta go to penitentiary.
3: Right did he say, fuck kindergarten.
0: Get your little ass on in the penitentiary, mother. You know what you did last time you was here. I think it's
4: 81 or 82. I didn't even look. Yeah, I'm 82. At the, yeah. I'm looking at a suit on the back. Yeah. It's just, I love
2: it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, it's capped,
4: to be honest with you, it's his belt. It's, it's, it's nice the model. belt. It matches the watch, and it it's so. Was early, oh, it's so early eighties. You know, it's like a thin leather <laughs> yeah, yeah, strap. Yeah. You know, even when it matches the the watch. The thin leather strap with a little bit of gold on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's that red suit, man, with the black shirt and the black bow tie. It's bad, man.
3: What year was uh, Raw? What, would that have been like eighty
1: five? I want say like eighty six. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, so, you know, in the the sense of the world, you know, the same time. Oh but, yeah. You know, it seems yeah. like it was almost a Mm follow-up, you know, of, you know, okay, we can do these kind of movies, too. You know, that he's, again, you know, I I can't think of big comedy show movies kind of before these Richard Pryor ones. I don't know if I'm just, they just weren't good enough for me to kind of keep them in my head or not, or if these just stand out because they were so good. No,
4: I mean, it's like, you know, because I went back kind of through the archives to kind of find what were the big HBO and sort of, you know, even like, you know, even much, much later, you know, VH1 or whatever they were showing at the beginning. And, you know, most of their stuff is, you know, they went with Carlin. You know, Carlin, you know, like multiple shows and, you know, like, and that's, what you know, get a half an hour or an hour. And they were finding out they were pulling big ratings, you know, because nobody else was doing this type of thing. And it's one of the great things about this is, you know, like, it's it's great seeing and do it because when you see it and hear it you get the whole experience. It's, it's like when we're talking about, you know, the Fireside Theater is uh-huh. wonderful to listen to, because you can only listen to Sure. It. There yeah. is no visual to go with yeah. it. As opposed to something like, when, uh, if you're gonna listen to a Steve Martin album. Yep. And you're sitting there for half of it, listening to the audience react for a good five to six yeah. minutes, yeah, right. and That'd you're going fun, like, right. I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> man, but it's probably great. And yeah, it makes you <laughs> laugh still. Right. Yeah, all, all you all you've got, got to, to go off
2: are all the, uh, the different photos on the album. Right. Yeah. You know, and then nice. you're looking
4: at something else. and yep. You know, I mean, it and again it's wonderful, but you know again, uh Pryor was perfect to have on an album because it's you can listen to it and still get ninety five percent of it
2: yeah, because all those turns of phrase and everything are like in character, even if, like I, I, they're just uh, the voice I love the voices that he does because oh, yeah. they're not they're not typical Jason
3: you means. said you read the Gene Wilder book right mm-hmm. and you know I haven't done the research to know whether you know because I want to know more about how Pryor crafted his you know his shows and his work yeah. and who's helping him you know i mean it's 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 almost impossible to to be this amazing by yourself like who it, you know you, who are his think so, right? yeah. you know who is he collaborating with or yeah. who does he bounce stuff off of sure. or you know, I, which I'd be which know all those demon things.
2: has he summoned <laughs> to, the, help, to help write for him? <laughs> uh, I mean, he specifically Whatever. mentioned Paul Mooney on the back of the other one, so I, right. I, I don't know if Paul Mooney worked with him regularly or really? not. Really? Yeah. He said uh, some, such and such bit, bit stolen yeah. from Paul Mooney. Yeah.
4: I saw Paul Mooney... Mm -hmm. in the 99 cents only store down on Lancashire about a year and a (laughs) half ago really, and I gotta tell you I nearly shit my pants and uh, yeah Yeah. it's right down the street from my house and I usually don't freak out but I have to say like I didn't want to like freak out on Paul Mooney because I would have gone up to him and at least gone you know you know what, man? I'm a big fan of yours. I think you're great. But like in the 99-cent oh, only store, and like he wasn't, and he wasn't doing like hat down glasses. He's chatting up the woman in front of <laughs> that's him. Awesome. You know, talking to the cashier. I was just in seventh heaven. I was just looking at Paul wow. Mooney shopping at the 99-cent only, and I'm stupid because I didn't even look at what he was buying.
2: <laughs> I should have been. That's the one thing you always want. Oh,
4: I know. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are people buying at the 99-cent store? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: When I was behind Forrest Whitaker in line, he bought Bacardi rum, and he was buying. Uh, uh, coconuts, I think. Also, coconuts. Where? Uh, uh, Ralph's. Oh, at that's Ralph's. The first at celebrity Ralph's. I ever saw out here. That's <laughs> <one> really? <sticks laughs> in my head Forrest Whitaker or Ralph's. Yeah. See, that's great. It's a great oh. venue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. See, star see, sightings down. out here are important, like where you see them. Then the second guy I saw was Bruno Kirby, so two Good Morning Vietnam oh. guys. I know, right before he did.
4: Man, Bruno Kirby, I'd like to just take a little side tack. Did Go you ahead. know Bruno Kirby yeah. actually is Richard Pryor's brother? In what way? They're related. How is that like a uh, no, they're not uh, but I was watching television the okay. other day to, and I, I, I saw read. I saw Bruno Kirby pop up uh-huh. and I was amazed I was like is there any other actor on this planet who could put down on their resume *The Godfather* Part Two and, and when, *This Is Spinal yeah. Tap*? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that's so not fair. No, yeah, no. And I'm not talking about like just cameos. You know, come yeah. on, is Money even. You know, yeah. which is great. Yeah. But you know, he's got the whole "Yes, I can" thing, <laughs> uh-huh. and he's you know, young Clemenza. It's yeah. fantastic. Brilliant. He's, he's amazing brilliant. guy. I got to audition for him once. He's really? So nice. I have awesome. awesome. given my arm to work with him. I bet. Yeah. so that was another depress- Again boys and girls If you have dreams of coming to Hollywood All the people You want to work with we'll Will die. be dead yeah. by the time you get here yep.
2: Sorry This
4: is Jeremy Guskin crushing One more dream Good night
3: Hopefully not just one
4: No well one more dream Thousands in, in, in your dream It's the same dream but for hoping multiple
2: people Yeah I'll make that clear. <laughs> Sorry, but no. Back to Rich, who was also dead. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But he did get a Mark Twain Award before he died, did he not? Yes, he did. So that's good. And a Kennedy Center Honor, oh, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. I, I you're could right. be wrong, though. Well, I think they hold the Mark Twain Awards at the Kennedy Center, so that's that's why I. Yeah, but it's, it's not like a twofer They don't have a desk <laughs> do two they just, at once. It's not the way the government <laughs> works, even when it comes good. to the arts. That'd be know. great. Now
4: uh, you have to
2: come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah no I just yeah what about you
3: Jason favorite hmm. bits from yeah. my
2: fa- well since this is literally the first time I listen to the album uh, <laughs>
4: like, I, lo- I love the fact that you're hosting this series. I know like, just wait comedy
2: on vinyl I
4: don't know no what any- a yeah. record player is. <laughs> Oh, the better. next one,
2: I swear to God,
4: the next one. I, I know my saw heart. the word "comedy" written on vinyl <laughs> siding on the house, and I.
3: But I, that's also the perspective that we're going to run into here: people who exactly. I am, here, yeah. I am the
2: everyman here, Jeremy. I am. I am the Jack Lemmon of this podcast right now. God bless you. See. Um, but not not in every case I know a lot of these albums I just happen to pick With you guys I'm, I'm getting on you for. No I know reason. you are But it's fine It's no, good uh, okay. But the Africa thing And only because You know why It stood out to me Because we were talking last time I don't know if we brought it up I think we did But mm-hmm. the fact that uh, uh, um, um, Dave Chappelle went to Africa Had mm-hmm. his whole moment too You know but I don't He hasn't done any famous Stand up about it And it was making me think What the fuck would I want to hear what he asked, because he, he went, didn't he do an Oprah interview or something afterwards, Dave Chappelle, and then, like, kind of got serious about it, and I don't care. I want- yeah, but, I, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I didn't, I, I should
4: really, I'd love to find out, honestly, because, excuse me, uh, his story with all of that is fantastic, you know, yeah. I just love it, you know, like, come up with a show that was, you know, pretty good, I think. Yep. Made a, a certain channel a lot of money, yep. negotiated for a lot more money, got paid, went crazy. I mean, that's how you do it. So yep. many people <laughs> flip them and go crazy before you get paid. Right. And then you're wandering around in your own filth. <laughs> you know, like, that's how you go crazy. Like, that's how you have to have a heroin add- you know, addiction, too. It's yep. so like, you don't want to do it before you get the money, because <clears> nope. then it goes down the toilet. You that's want bad. the leather couch with the toilet <laughs> in it, and then you get addicted to heroin. <laughs> Ladies and
0: gentlemen, from Tupelo, Mississippi, Mindful. You know, now, I know that boy. See, he fucked up. See, that fire got on his ass. Uh, And it fucked him up upstairs. Fried up what little brains he had. Because I remember the motherfucker... He could make a motherfucker laugh at a funeral on Sunday Christmas Day. But you know what happened? He got some money. That's what happened to him. He got some money. Then Miss Mill and shit was gone. He said, fuck it. Went all the way crazy. Um...
4: Yeah, I just took a big jump off of that <laughs> <the> tangent dive <laughs> it's very deep the Yeah, but um, yeah, I'd I'd love to I'd love to find yeah. out uh, what his story yeah. is because I I love I mean, you know, even just to jump back to Eddie Murphy when he talks about just traveling as a black man in
3: America, let yeah. alone going to Africa yeah. and everything else. Sure, it's it's just it's great, you know, because it's always unique perspective. And we talked last time about how big an influence he can see in so many comedians now, and. In, Chappelle and Murphy, and mm-hmm. any of those guys. All of them. You know, and it, it, be they white, black, or Asian. Yeah. You know, it's. You know, prior, he plowed, he, he plowed fields that so many had not gone through before. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you, Jeremy, we were also talking about this last time, character
2: work-wise, can you think of any comedians now who are doing good character work on No, stage? I mean,
4: no like, one, I mean, if you're doing no. character work as, as stand-up, it's some niche, weird little thing, or right. that's just who you are. Sure. You know, sure. like, you are, you are Mitch Hedberg, you are Louis Black, you are, right. you know, and yeah. you have to do that all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. even, you know, you are Bobcat Goldberg. Way you know to now, you know to a certain extent, and um, you know I think all those people have great material that exists on its own. But I mean, you know he was he was doing (laughs) he was doing sketches by himself. Yeah, Yeah, He was was. playing all the characters with different voices live on stage alone. Yeah, you know that's that's amazing, and and I think the reason people don't do that is I don't think that there are many people who can
2: sure. Yeah, I mean it's a story. There's a storytelling gene in there that's different than the storytelling gene that you see coming out now. It's a much more maybe I'm wrong, but much more selfish. It's just like here's what happened to me. Here's my perspective, but. Like which is from my eyes only. Which is fine, sure you know, because
4: I think that there are comedians who do that incredibly well. Yes. You know, I don't know if you know Jake Johansson. No. But I mean Slurs. I just I, he's one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. And I remember one of the first times seeing him, and then I didn't see him for a while, and then I've just seen him again in uh, the last couple of years. He can do an hour long set and uh, only tell two stories. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and but he's he's invested in it and he's and he's giving you He's doing it as a comedian, but it's almost like he's doing it as a monologue because you get insights into him, and that's what makes it even more funny because you get connected with him as a person. So when he's talking about, you know, it's like, you know when you're getting old is when you injure yourself in your sleep, Mm -hmm. you know? And 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 when you see him do it because he doesn't just drop that, which is a funny enough line on its own. He builds up to it. You you see where he's going in it, and again, it's that kind of... It's kind of that kind of attention to detail, that right. type of craftsmanship, just
3: in the in the words that you choose to true. use and that you the, don't see. Anybody who uh, likes Ellen DeGeneres as a comedian, love her stuff. You know, like her if, phone right. call to God. That's about yeah. as close as you can that's get true. to something that yeah. she did on this. If you yeah. see uh, if you see her, if you see Jake Johansson, you think, wow, oh, he's doing. It, but he predates. Ellen oh, sure. DeGeneres, you know, I first saw Jake in like '85 or something. Well, she was, was about, like a, I think, around the same time. Yeah, she yeah. won a, uh, H, uh, a Showtime Young Comedian Special like in '85 as well, which yeah. means she'd probably been working for oh, several sure. years as well. Yeah, all these stuff, guys. But sort of. uh, but to see that uh, a couple times, I've seen people put them side by side on videos. I've ever seen that oh, done and yeah. everything. And really? you know, their speech patterns are incredibly That's similar. Funny. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, okay. but but it's great because
4: they're two totally different characters. Yeah.
2: You know. Yeah. I wish she was still doing stand up. I really love her stand up. I mean, I mean, I'm sure she does it, but I just think of her as a show host now. That's the hard part.
4: Well, yeah, well, no, it's, I mean, but that's it's great. <laughs> it's I mean, she's paycheck. doing material
2: every day. on sure. that, You know, and dancing. I mean, that's a,
4: it's a hard, hard dancing. job.
2: Dancing, giving away, <laughs> she away. Being paper.
4: popular in a talk show, which yeah. is the easiest to produce thing on television. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, one set. Talks. It that is. She's
3: beloved. You know, so she's I, good, and she's geez, good at it. Yeah, to be honest with yeah. you, she's
4: really good at it. That's sure, not an
3: easy I would have watched a Richard Pryor talk show. That yeah. Been great. It made yeah, great. Yeah, that really would have been pretty really amazing, quick, right? Yeah. But, but it would have been—you know—he would have bumped heads with uh, uh, <laughs> studios the entire time. Oh, but, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but that would have been a fantastic six months. <laughs> he would have <laughs> out Letterman, Letterman. Yeah, yeah.
4: We're gonna drop a baby off the roof. It's all right. It's a Chinese baby. Nobody
2: wants
4: it. You know, I don't know. I shouldn't channel dead comedians. It's a bad idea.
2: That's fine. You did it. You did it, and no. it's recorded, and no. that's that's what happened. <laughs> is it, do you have a favorite character then? Either of you? I mean, Mudbone's on here. Didn't you say like at some point he stopped doing Mudbone? Well, this.
3: I, 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 this is it. He even said on this one, right? Doesn't yeah, he say he just, this, uh, is this is the is it. last this time is it, I'm not doing do him Mudbone, again. again? Yeah, that's pretty good. Mudbone again. When I when I first heard it, and I think it was on is it something I said, you know, I I laughed so hard and and it was this thing of a a character that I could see and I knew that was him doing it but I saw, you know, this old, you know, geezer, Mm -hmm. you know, who I'm sure, you know, was a real person in Richard Pryor's life, Oh yeah, And, uh, you know, it was so real but still so funny to me and, uh, you know, even seeing it again here, I'm guessing this is the first time I ever saw him do it. You know, yeah. Him yeah, that's actually stuff, a good
4: so. point. I didn't even think so of that.
2: So it was that. interesting. How does he play it visually? I mean, obviously we're talking about the album, but how does he play it? I mean, like, does he just take on a whole... He,
3: I, I, I don't remember him doing
4: much more than, He just, just I mean, he do, he does the physicality, yeah. you know, like, he doesn't mm-hmm. get lost in it. The thing, and I didn't want to interrupt you because I really like what you were saying is, it cause, and I agree with it, it's so interesting is that when he does mudbone and so like when he does almost any of his characters it's not it's not a sketch character right, it's right. not a caricature it's this fully yeah. fleshed out thing yeah. and even though we only get the funny bits and what he thinks is rele- uh, relevant in that moment he's got a whole world that this person has already existed <laughs> yeah. in his mind yeah. you know he's seen mudbone doing everything that we don't want to see yeah yeah and that you don't have to see sure and, and he doesn't overdo it it's just a little bit of a hunch in his shoulders yeah. and i mean it's it's not it's not grotesque. it's just yeah. a really simple characterization yeah you know i mean I think to be honest with you, it's kind of like I, I probably putting it together is kind of like that scene in. Uh, silver Streak when he's teaching Gene Wilder yeah. to be black, yeah. right. you know, and he's right. like, "Stop doing the fucking carrot!" Like, where do you, what black people, do you know, look like that? You know, who moves like that? Move like a human being,
1: yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> and
4: I, I think that's kind of at the crux of everything that he does. That's yeah. so good is that there's there's real humanity in it, and I sure. mean, and he's he's selfless in it, which is why I think he's able to make Mudbone a real character, which is why he's able to talk about the freebasing thing and being in the hospital so freely. Yeah you know and also about you know some of his little foibles and stuff and like I mean how he's almost like blunt and honest about the fact that he cheats on his wife
2: yeah, yeah. It, you know <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. horrible I know horrible but the honesty makes it so t- you want to keep listening but I, I mean I... but it's just
4: because it's just that you know at least he, he's being honest about it And I don't have to agree with everything he says sure but man I do love some of his insight you know? uh-huh. I do love his turn of phrase yeah. and I do love the way he sees the
0: world I, I went to that's... Africa I went to the motherland find my roots Right, seven hundred million black people. Not one of them motherfuckers knew me. <laughs> I looked in every phone book in Africa. I didn't find one goddamn prior. Only one familiar name I saw was Jabo Walker. I called him up. They said he was in Arizona.
2: Perspe- I get a feeling again you're talking about attention to detail and that's a big thing with any good comedian I feel like every good comedian or comedy writer or comedy actor or what have you has some form of OCD because like that's just <laughs> that attention to detail and that need to remember these things uh, whether that's uh, you know I mean at least for me that's how it's always worked I know I've got OCD and that's that's the only reason I've ever been able to draw from that to do anything it's the only reason I can remember how to do an impression when I do an impression you know it sticks in my head There's an, there's an algorithm to it you know if that makes any sense? No, it
4: makes perfect sense. I mean, and again, you know, it's exactly what you said. In, uh, he, how many modern comedians, or I mean, even just a couple of years after, or that year, are stealing directly from this model yeah. to do their own stuff? I mean, it takes somebody like Richard Pryor to come along and do that. Yeah. And when you see something like this, I mean, if you are, if you're a comedy fan or want to perform or anything else, you have to have that backlog of, oh this works, this yeah. is funny, because I mean, there's one thing I love talking about, it's like the nature of comedy, which changes so much, mm-hmm. sure. and you know, it's amazing what you can get away with in this album, as opposed to what you get away with 10 years earlier, so right. it's 10 early years earlier than that, 10 years earlier than yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. and I, and, you know, and that's popular comedy in film, or stand up, or whatever it is, or just, you know, like even permissible jokes, yeah. like I remember being a kid, they were all Polish jokes, uh-huh. now they're all blonde jokes, yeah. you know, uh-huh. it's the same thing, but that's yeah. the, cha- you know, it's, it's amazing so I mean if if you want to do this you have to backlog the stuff that works sure because otherwise how are you gonna come up with what you're gonna do you know it's like well that kinda worked and I know that I can push it this far so let me try this thing and jump off from here okay that didn't work that was really actually that was the opposite of working now I'm gonna try like this right I'll try with a funny (laughs) voice All right. now we're gonna get rid of that
3: you know yeah and these guys too you know who lived on the road you know you just can't you, you know they had this permanent workshop that they were, you know, I'm sure he was working five nights a week and, yeah. you know, chance to... Uh, all he would have to do is break out two or three minutes, you know, a week or whatever, and then you build up over the course of ten weeks, you know, all of a sudden you've got, you know, sixty minutes of material, hopefully new material that, you know, hope something would turn around. But also they're polishing these things that they know are gems as well. You yeah, know, this yeah and time. we have to mention that because, yeah. you know, sure.
4: I, I think it was, uh, you know, a, an interview with Sarah Silverman that first even hit me with this idea. Because, um, you know, I have, I have friends who do stand-up, and it's one of the things I admire so much, and I know how difficult it is, which is one of the reasons that I don't try it. Um, <laughs> you never tried it? Uh, oh, no, sure. <laughs> alone alone in my room with my stuffed animals. Of course. Right. I am awesome. <laughs> you know, midnight at the Guskin room. <laughs> that shit I'm, I'm serious, man. It's pull-string room only. Um... <laughs> But uh, I mean, like it's it's. I mean, it's yeah. just so difficult, and and she's amazing because she's the one who told me, you know, because they all love the same people, you yeah. know, like they love yeah. Richard Pryor yeah. and, and Carlin and Red Fox and yeah. you know Don Rickles. Like they love these people because yeah, sure. that's how they learned it. Yeah. And and it was, I, it was an interview with Sarah Silverman that said it sucks because you can't craft a bit anymore. Yeah. Because you go do it at a club and there's some jackass there with a cell phone camera yeah. who videotapes your whole thing and then puts it on the web. Yeah. And right. you don't have time to craft, "Oh, you know what? I really should change that to nauseous instead of throw yeah. up." It moves better. You know, or yeah. whatever it is. Right. You know, just those little subtle things. You know, Carlin and all again, all these guys used to, you know, go to small clubs and small rooms and craft these things before they did their big shows, and that's why they're so polished and so good. Or were yeah.
3: you the one telling me? Was it Chris Rock who was trying bits? Oh, yeah, Niagara I'm trying to remember, stuff, right? yeah. yeah. Index I known, cards or something? I've known at
2: least two people who have had shows they went to see get interrupted by Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, they all like to just hop in and try out That's, new you know, shit, which gotta blows do. me mind. I know
3: mind. Leno does work like Sunday nights at the Hermosa Beach Comedy Magic Club. Really? And, you know, to think, besides the fact I believe he goes out on weekends sometimes, you know, uh-huh. besides it's five nights a week. Which I can I can give him that you know yeah. I mean you know where he's gone he decided he'd been on the road so long he wanted to you know I'm sure it's like I gotta mm-hmm. go mainstream and I'm gonna make it you know make yeah. it that, although he claims he doesn't spend a dime of his NBC money either is another thing and well he so. apparently gives all that away but he makes I mean uh, yeah. you, when you have a classic
4: car collection that has its yeah. own zip code you're making a fair <laughs> amount of money all right yeah. you know it's. It's like, you know, when you talk to athletes, you know, like ex-athletes are saying, you know, I don't know, these guys today are getting paid ridiculous amounts. A friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, uh, writes for the Yankees, uh, beat writer for the Daily News for the Yankees, he was telling me this story about, I forget, of course, the player was talking to him about modern players' salaries, he's only been out of the game about 10, 20 years. <laughs> Debt uh, 10 15 years, and he goes, you know, uh, i mean, when I signed that contract, it was for a million dollars, and this is back when a million dollars was a lot of money. And my <laughs> friend looks at me and he goes, uh, I hate to break this to you, but a million dollars is still oh, a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. All right, yeah. okay, all right. You were saying, thank you, perspective, sir. Oh. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's interesting, you know, because and and I again, I have to give Leno credit. Because he's still willing to get up in front of an audience and do the thing that, that got him to where he is. You know, is he good? That's who knows? I mean, not funny again, if he's going out every week, I'm sure he's not good every night. He's
2: not funny on TV. That's my but, problem. But you know, like, who knows?
4: Maybe he's doing a more adult set. When I've he goes liked out him on stage night, before. You know?
2: Until the whole Conan thing happened, I liked him on stage and said I don't like him on TV. He was okay on stage. Now I just, you know, I like to set him on fire. But that's that's a whole other oh, thing. Please, <laughs>
0: come Let's on. Stop I
2: don't want to set the man on fire. If you're listening to this, Jay Leno, which you're not, I really want to set you on fire. Just,
4: you know. <laughs> isn't just, there more than enough just, room for all of the lousy talk shows on television that, and cable? Suppose, except for George except Lopez. For George. He's, <laughs> he's, he's got to go. Thank God. Oh, I dodged he, a bullet with that one. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> glad I said it today and not last week. Right. No. Um, it was terrible. Um, yeah.
3: I'm trying to think if Pryor was ever in that crew that got to do... You know, like the weekly hosting the guest of Tonight host. Show. You I bet you he I would, did. I would have to imagine he was. At I have some to point. imagine he did. That, too, yeah. uh, somehow he got worked into that. Yeah, and, uh, I, w- I would think so. Yeah.
2: Can you guys ever remember seeing him on TV and then compare it to? <laughs>
4: I mean, I can remember seeing him on the Tonight Show a thousand times. But I mean, do I ever see him behind the? Can I remember him behind the desk? I mean, I can, I yeah. can, I can Photoshop a picture in my head of him behind the desk. <laughs> yeah, but
3: I don't know if that's real. I wonder, I wonder if that was just too dangerous for NBC to think of, you know, trying to do. Because, um, I mean, they used to hand off the baton quite a bit, but yeah. it was always to the somebody they knew it was going to be yeah. all right. Yeah, it you know, had to be.
4: I mean, they got risky when they were giving
3: it to Joan Rivers, weren't yeah. they? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think there was a level of, and I, and, and I know it was parodied somewhat by the Larry Sanders show, of so he didn't want somebody who was... Too good, back that you yep. know. Fill it in. Sure, you but know, I mean, I
4: got somebody pulling yeah, better ratings yeah, than you, then you never yeah, come back. Yeah, right. You right. Know. That that yeah, vacation becomes be,
3: permanent. There'd be no loyalty whatsoever. you oh, I mean, together, I mean There
4: never was. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, look at and you talk about the Conan thing with Leno, mm-hmm. and then what about the the Letterman thing with Leno? Right. You know, the yeah. same thing. Well, almost. Almost. That's the same thing. Um, yeah, but no, that would have been great. You know, Richard Pryor and I talk, I mean, it's. I mean, he was. He was. He should have been on TV more.
0: And I saw people all colors and shapes. And the voice said, Do you see any niggas? I said, No. I said, You know why? Because there aren't any. Because <laughs> I'd been there three weeks, I hadn't said it. And it started making me cry, man. I said, Holy shit. All the acts I've been doing and as an artist, a comedian, and speaking and trying to say something. And I've been saying that, and that's a devastating fucking word. That has nothing to do with us. Like We are from a place where they first started people in Africa, right? I mean, in Kenya, I mean, Dr. Leakey, a white anthropologist. I have to say that so the white people believe him. Oh, that could be true. White true. <laughs> I mean, he found remains of man Five million years ago that stood up and walked on earth. You know that motherfucker didn't speak French. <laughs> I mean black people, we are the first motherfuckers on the planet. What else I found out is the fact that aside from us being from the original people, so are the white people that we so call that. Cause we all family. That's it, Jack. And fuck all that other shit. Cause it don't mean nothing except about some cash because the black man was the first motherfucker to stand on the earth and say where in the fuck am i <laughs> and how do you get to detroit
1: he
3: did, a, he did a pretty funny turn on saturday night live richard Pryor did uh they did a funny bit, the spear chucker. Oh, remember? that one! Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. the the what
4: is it, the psychiatrist <laughs> yeah. is, uh, say? The first thing that comes to your head.
3: So chug. good, honky. Oh yeah. Oh, no, no, it's, it's uh, it
4: was a
0: jungle like dead honky. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I mean, like the look in his eye, and again, you know, it's like it, it's one of the great things. And again, I hate to bag on the modern thing because it seems so easy when you have all the classics to look at, but it's one of the reasons I have such trouble with Saturday Night Live. Not just today, but for, I mean, even when Sandler and all of those guys yeah. were on it, Spade and, and Farley. Back in when they started with those original couple casts, they memorized their damn lines, yeah. which meant you, were actually, you actually had people looking at each other uh-huh. and talking to yeah. one another. Acting. So there was, it wasn't just the written bit. You could have something that might develop that would happen between two people, like Gilda
2: Ratner and Bill Murray. Thank you, the two nerds. Like, there's that would not have worked on fucking. Right,
4: or, or I mean, like even a more modern, just to get back to uh, the uh, the um, Nora Dunn interview with Tonto, uh, Tarzan, and uh, uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, where Phil Hartman busts through the wall. Right, it's all here. If they were looking at the cue cards, there is no flow to it. And again, just saw you know what was it the Zach Galifianakis episode? Uh Opening monologue, fantastic sketch. Uh, wha- I mean, nobody was looking at one another, uh, and then part of the sketch was a physical bit, that they had to kiss uh, one another. So uh, they would kiss one another, and then look away to the cue card, Jesus and I have to look back. And I'm like, uh, did no one think <laughs> to say, forget everything else, just memorize this one. Right, right. Forget everything else. Just this one. Don't go bit. do the E-True thing. That mm-hmm. you Don't do that. You stay here, <laughs> memorize with her,
2: don't go anywhere. But they don't do that, and they're so. never gonna cut the show down to an hour like it ought to be anyway. That's
1: just part of it. Nah. the only thing that kept me afloat was only me coconut.
2: All right, everybody. The battery dies. If the battery dies again, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but you're fucked. Um. So, but. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so we were talking about uh, cue cards and Saturday Night Live and Zach Galifianakis. Well, actually, in the break, I was talking about how the Mediterranean man is
4: inferior to the others. But, um, <laughs> right. Well, genetically. Let's just. <laughs> but we should probably get back to. The we should probably it.
3: get back <laughs> to right. where we were. Sorry, we were talking about what? Uh, well, we'd gone on about Saturday Night Live and prior. You know, had done a turn on Saturday Night Live yeah. too. That was pretty funny. And that's where we ended up going to. Where all ah, right, you know, people, you don't see those classic performances anymore. Except I do. Sure, I still watch when Alec Baldwin's on Saturday Night Live. I still watch Justin Timberlake actually. Well, yeah, people makes me laugh, people you know? love Timberlake yeah,
4: on, on yeah. SNL. You know, what I mean, and I'll I'll give. Uh, Alec Baldwin The shot every time. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I saw him on Saturday Night Live and he did that scene where he had to like, he was making out with everything. Like, <laughs> like everything that came in the door, the, the, like the organ music would rise. he yeah. start making out with it. And my yeah. favorite one was this, is he's supposed to go to the window and open the window because there's a stray cat walking around, oh. which he eventually ends up making <laughs> out with. But he grabs, and it's such a great fuck up. He grabs the window frame and because there's no window in it, he just grabs the little latticework and pulls on it, and the two pieces just pop off in his hands. And then he goes, like, oh, I have to open it from the bottom, Then slides the thing open. But doesn't even, doesn't even recognize he's locked in on the cat the whole time. It's <laughs> great. And then, of course, he makes
3: that And, and right. to tie him into Pryor, where Pryor making fun of his uh, uh, cooking accident, uh, I think it was the last episode of 30 Rock, where uh, Alec Baldwin like was giving advice how to be either celebrity or famous and don't wow. make a call that gets recorded by somebody and released, you know, <laughs> yeah. so. Right. You know, you can appreciate the celebrity who will laugh at themselves. Sure.
4: Because, I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's the smart way to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like we Attack, all, you know, right? it's, yeah. well, and it's also ignore. that thing is when it's, when the thing is there and yeah. is so obvious, yeah. you can be the jerk and try to pretend it's not yeah. there. Yeah. Or yeah. you can roll with it and say, look, we all saw yeah. it. I farted. Yeah. Let's yeah. get on with it. <laughs> right. It was right. funny. It smells a little bit. Not, not as much <laughs> as I thought. And then you go, you know, and you don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, you just deal with it. But he's, you know, again, his he was a great he and I think this is just true for a select group of, of comedians. I think it takes him almost an entire lifetime of work to get there. Yeah. But he almost transcends stand-up comedy where, I mean, he's just a brilliant comedic actor. And I know he didn't really get the chance to show that in a lot of the movies right. that he was in. Right, But, you know, the work that he did on his own, I mean, he wrote Blazing Saddles, for Christ's right. sake. Yep. You know, I mean, he was amazing. I mean, he, he had, I think he has three scenes in Silver Streak. Yeah. And he's one of the most memorable yeah. things oh, in I mean, it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, and I mean, from that one little piece, springboards, yeah. what, three, four, five more movies with you yeah. and right. him as yeah. the
2: stars. I mean... I just feel like he got... I, I, I think... Uh, one reason, or at least one excuse people always gave for not hiring him was the drug problem. And that was the reason why they said that w- they wouldn't let him play Black Bart. That was when- he was going to play Bart. Yeah, oh no, Saddles. I know. So uh, like, so uh, whether that was real or whether that was an excuse, I don't think he was given enough of a chance. I went, I said earlier he screwed himself. I said, not, that that was probably a mis-, mis- Well, no, well, but-
3: I think but, you're dead on there, though, to be honest with you. That he, I'm sure, knew, but that's also- what made Richard Pryor? Richard Pryor right. was the drug use and the demons and the things that were going sure. on. Sure, exactly.
4: There's like a couple of those little things that are so much a part of the yeah. person you can't
3: separate
4: yeah. them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, like uh, when, when, just to drum back to you know Thirty Rock, I love how everything we mentioned is kind of intertwined. <laughs> um, to Tracy Morgan recently, uh, yeah. you know the problem yeah. with him, yeah. and you know like what he said was you know and I went back over and listened to it. I'm like, you know what, that's just really mean there's no joke in there you know? <laughs> like, I've been going over and over and yeah. even the way he would say it I'm like this isn't really this is what he thinks I think yeah. Yeah. but then I have to go back to what Chris Rock said originally even though he goes back and say this is kind of fucked up um, Is like I don't want to live in a world where Tracy Morgan can't say crazy shit <laughs> and then, like that's how <laughs> yeah. he got to where yeah. he is yeah. Yeah. you know I mean there's a point where you go to and then you stop before you get to the beyond the Michael Richards fringe right. and yeah. we have now yeah. crossed over into deep psychological problems or mm-hmm. you know, something yeah. ingrained or a past <laughs> life or yeah. a
2: voodoo curse. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, Michael Richards never quite, uh, yeah, he went on TV and tried to apologize. Well, I
4: mean, there are certain things you can apologize about for being maybe sure. ignorant or anything sure. else, but then there are, I mean... This wasn't one comment, That's and right, I actually went right. back and listened. I... The
1: only thing that kept me up was only me coconut. And
4: now we are recording. Okay. And, and that is why I think phrenology is a vi-
2: viable science. You know, now that I hear it, it, you know, you hear it, and then you then you understand. Well, so I brought I, along I love... my head model, too. Thank you, and uh, I appreciate that. Now I, not that I know that I'm a rapist, <laughs> uh, I can avoid it. Uh, it's good. <laughs> and uh, I can avoid it. This bump you always felt you. weird to me. <laughs> uh,
4: uh, we should. Are we wrapping
2: up? I think we should wrap We're up gonna because wrap our, up. Our, our, our thing is not charged properly. And that's my fault. Jeremy blames me. I blame me. You can blame me. I think Mike blames me, but he's being don't. too nice. You don't? don't. He's okay. being very nice. It's, it's nice all. of you, though. I have enough blame for all of you. <laughs> we will definitely do another Richard Pryor album, but... Wrap up your thoughts on it because, and why this is so important to you
3: guys. Sure. I think it's a must see for people who love comedy to even see it. Not just listen to this too, which is so funny, but also to see and to see, and to see where comedians came from, you know, sure. to, to know that you know he was out there doing things and, and to watch the guy make fun of himself. Really hard time in his life, yeah. you know, wondering, you know, how do you get there? How do you, you know, how do you, he takes a look at himself, you sure. know, and, uh, it's interesting that it wasn't drugs, really. That you know, that got him in the end either. You know, right. I mean, it wasn't. Sure. You know, as as many demons as he fought throughout the years. You know, mm-hmm. it was an actual disease. Yeah. Not one of those fake diseases. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so popular with the kids today. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Uh No, I, 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 just I was just doing a lot of nod, head nodding right there for all that. I mean, I, I totally and I completely agree. It's, it's one of those groundbreaking albums that sets the standard for everything that comes after it. You kind of have to, have to use the yardstick for this one. And, and just to add on one thing, I think one of the reasons why, uh, it's just so captivating to to hear him tell that, uh, you know, the story about his life. I mean, isn't that basically what? every producer of the Ozzy Osbourne show or you know, uh you know, Flava Flav's Love Life or every train wreck of a reality show, you know, like they're looking for something that touching, that real, but when it's told by somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, yeah. it, it transcends just being some common thing where you're, you know, rubbernecking and it becomes, right. you know, art. You can you know, you apply yeah. some of it to your own life. Yeah, it's amazing. It yeah. really is amazing. You know, it's 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 great storytelling, and again, it's it's a what two-hour album, almost two-hour yeah. album yeah, that's all, all it's flawless. It yeah. just goes from one thing into the next. Yeah. There are no catch-ups, and even when he loses a train of thought, he's got something else that he can jump onto right away. You know, it's uh, and you can hear it in the audience too. They're with him the whole time. They want to hear this stuff, yeah. and they love it. If you want to be a
2: comedian too,
3: yeah, You know, I mean you you want to see how a pro does it. Yeah, uh, this is example A.
2: Well, thank you guys very much for bearing the heat and uh, and this fucking audio stuff. <laughs> um, so thank you guys very much, and th- uh, thank you to Jeremy Guskin. And My pleasure. And thank you to Mike Pryster. Mine too. Um, He's and, a smart and, dude. Yeah, well, I, I, I picked the right people to talk so that I don't have to. Um, comedy on Vinyl episode probably 8. Richard Pryor, Live in the Sunset Strip. Go listen to it. And uh, Jeremy, we got a little bit of space. Anything to plug either one of you, anything that you're doing or working on that you want to talk about?
4: Um, I've got a a mini-series coming out on NBC soon called Blackout. I play a villain.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, I don't get to do that very often. And I'm going to be one of the dwarves in the Julia Roberts uh, Snow White. Oh, very nice. Well, no, wait, no, that's the guy from Shorty. I forgot that's one of those guys well we'll look out for it anyway right. pretend should, it's you should be great cool. yes yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, we're doing a live episode on uh, September 17th at 3.30pm uh, a convenient time for everybody um, it's a Phil Hartman tribute and uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy and I are both in a drinking game here in Hollywood once yes. a month and but next is Back to the Future yes um, come yeah. check it out yeah oh, alright so thank you very much and this is going to die soon so have a wonderful thing
1: yay thing <laughs> the only thing that give be- me
2: Comedy on vinyl is recorded at Fort Awesome Studios in Burbank, California. Go to comedyonvinyl.com to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Our producer is Mike Warden, and our editor is Jason Klom. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. To see what else we're up to, go to stolendress.com and look at our podcasts, our books, our blogs, our videos, and anything else that might strike your fancy. And if stolendress.com is too long for you, you can always go to g o o g l four slash capital Y capital S Q Z as in zinc capital F.
1: Mr. Solomon's pawn shop I was passing by this morn He said the wind's been very high and one of the balls are gone Solomon looked at his sign and said well can't you help me please There's only a couple of guilty gloves are dangling in the breeze I was holding me coke and not the pawnbroker said to me I can't do any business, sign has broke you see one of the balls are have blown away the shop I left the chant I say don't worry yourself Oh man, I lend you me coconut Coconut